Hello everyone, good evening. Good evening and welcome to the pitch room. Uh, tonight we'll be speaking to um, the founder of Teams and who will be joining us um, shortly. But as usual, please, we're taking just some time out so we can share with people within our network, people who are interested to join this conversation today. So they can jump on and, you know, follow the exciting journey of Ibrahim Adepoju. Ibrahim will be joining us soon. Um, so again, good evening. This is the Pitch Room Africa. Welcome. Hi, Ibrahim. I can see that you've just joined us. I'm just going to send you an invite so you can join us on stage while we wait for more people to um, jump on um, the conversation. Please accept our invite and welcome on stage. Um, good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to the Beach Room Africa. Tonight, we're speaking with Ibrahim. Ibrahim is the founder of Teams. Um, it will be a, a very exciting conversation today is going to be really, really an interesting conversation as well, because a lot of us have, in one way or the other, been involved in this space. Ibrahim is currently transforming using tech. We're so excited to have you um, today, Ibrahim. Welcome to the Pitch Room Africa. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Great, fantastic. So, Ibrahim, as a general rule, what we try to do here on the Beach Room Africa, because we have a lot of people that join us, we just tend to try our best to just give five minutes to people to join um, the conversation before we kick start. But what um, the structure so far that we have been using on the Beach Room Africa is to do a weekly rundown of what is happening across the continent before we jump into the conversation. Um, also joining me is my co-host, Esther Richards. Good evening, Esther. Hello, good evening, everyone. Hi, City. Hi, how are you doing? Tell me, how is Lagos, Nigeria? Uh, changing location. Lagos is crazy. Took me four hours to get to where I'm supposed to be staying. I mean, I just got here now. My flight was for 1 p.m., was delayed till 3.30 p.m., crazy. So, I mean, I'm just going to be here and listening through as much as I can. 
I'm always excited to be here regardless. Welcome everyone and good evening. Great, fantastic. Um, I do wish you all the best out there in Lagos. And I do hope Thank you. traffic don't stress you out um, after <laughs> tomorrow. I hope so too. However, everyone, right, as I said earlier on, we are joined by Ibrahim Adepuju. Um, Ibrahim is a Nigerian um, founder of a company called Teams. And it is a very exciting company. Ibrahim has probably one of the most fantastic um, entrepreneurship journey that I've heard so far. But before we have Ibrahim join us, please do us a favor. As usual, share this with people in your network, get them to join the conversation, and let's have an exciting opportunity to learn from the journey of Ibrahim. This is the Patreon Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pitch Room Africa. Tonight, we are joined by Ibrahim Adepuju. Ibrahim is the co-founder of Teams that was um, formerly called Agilmoney, joining us all the way from Nigeria. 
Um, but before we get into the conversation with Ibrahim, as usual, we are encouraging you to share um, the space with a lot of people, people that you know will be interested in the conversation, people that will benefit from just listening to the story of Ibrahim, even as he tells us, um, even as he gives us a brilliant um, rundown of what is happening in his space. But before we do that, um, one of the very interesting things that is coming off of the continent at the moment is um, the fundraising that have actually been launched by Gokada Bank. So Gokada, for those of you who don't know, happens to be one of Nigeria's largest ride hailing um, companies. Um, so what Gokada used to do, um, I'm saying used to because they pivoted, they used to operate um, you know, an Okada service that allows people to get access to mobility in the, in the shortest possible time. But what happened is during the period of their high growth, they were hit by, you know, very strict rules um, in Lagos that impacted their businesses um, very, very badly. Um, at the time, the company was led by their former CEO, um, Faim. So um, he's of blessed memories now. But before um, that happened, um, Gokada was actually considered one of the fastest growing companies in the continent, one of the fastest mobility companies in the continent. So what then happened is um, when they were hit uh, with a ban in 2020, they quickly pivoted into becoming a logistics, um, a ride-hailing logistics company. Now, for those of you who don't know, there have been a global slowdown in investment um, in startups across the world, but the continent, Africa, has nonetheless been seeing a consistent improvement in investment, even though this, the ticket sizes were a little bit smaller because investment was a little bit tighter um, across. And we are also projecting um, that it is only going to get worse as economic recession hits many parts of the world. But what this means is companies like Gokada have found out that maybe an alternative source of raising investment is the way to go. So what they did was to, to, was to launch a crowdfunding that allows ordinary Nigerians to partake in their fundraising and they're looking to raise um, a total of $750,000 um, through that system. It is unheard of, but we are all excited about what is happening and we all hope to hear from them soon. This is the Petroom Africa.
Hi, Ibrahim. Welcome to the Pitch Room Africa. How are you feeling, man? Ibrahim, are you there? Okay. Um, I think I'm not sure whether we've lost Ibrahim. Um, but let's hope he come back to us um, quickly. Esther, tell us, how are you feeling? How is Lagos? Tell us a little bit about the Lagos magic happening. Can anyone hear me at all? Um, can anyone hear me? If you can, please let me know. Just um, a hand, um, maybe a clap or something will be very, very exciting. Can anyone hear me at all? Hi, Ibrahim. Um, can you mute yourself? Tell me, how are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing cool. I'm doing cool. I, I think you're audible enough. I can hear you very clearly for me. Okay, great. Fantastic. That's, that's, that's um, okay, man. Welcome to the Pitch Room Africa. Yeah, thanks. Great. So, you know, um, we like to start our conversation from just the basics, right? Um, tell us um, who is Ibrahim and what's, what inspire you? Okay, yeah, thanks so much, um, Sili. So, um, my, my name is Ibrahim. I do watch you once again. And uh, I, I, I let me just say I'm me and uh, I'm, I'm a kind of tech lover and... Um, Right now, I I, call, I see myself more as a technology entrepreneur. But uh, before now, I used to be a, a software engineer, a very passionate software engineer. And I, I have this curiosity about um, building, building things and getting my hands dirty. And, um, you know, before Funding Times Africa, um, I've always been a consultant building um, solutions and platforms for people. And it's something I love doing a lot before I bounce on a solution, a, a problem I felt like solving. And for times Africa, uh, I'm a software, I'm a self-taught software engineer. Um, personally, I, I studied geosciences. I don't have any background in computer sciences, but after school, I get to spend about five years studying how to write computer programs and doing consulting and getting some business knowledge. So that was how I become a software engineer and a technology entrepreneur. And and how how has the journey been so far? Entrepreneurship is is um, tell us how have your entrepreneurship journey been so far i was going to be very cunning and say have it, it's 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 quite an exciting and easy journey isn't it um i i'll say it's not too, um it's, it's still not an exciting and easy journey um it's it's very funny kind of that i still find it at times i'm still yet to know what i'm really doing even though i feel i'm doing something so um i i can i can only call it a very rough journey whereby 
Um, you just need to sit down, look back to know you are progressing. But if you don't do that, you will never know because every day one challenge, one difficulty coming for you to tackle and um and solve. So it has always been a very rough journey right from the onset. But one thing we keep on doing is ensuring that we t- we get to survive. Yes, ensuring that we get to survive. But before we talk about survival, um, Ibrahim, let's let's go a little bit more into your background before we get into the business side and and talk about the exciting things you're doing at Times Africa. Let's let's just go back to childhood for you. Have you always been um, someone who think um, it was much more easier to be an entrepreneur th- th- rather than just getting a nine to five? Um, I, I I never have the passion to become an entrepreneur. You know, um, during during my university days, I I really have this passion. You know, to graduate from the university and work with one of the big oil and gas companies. Um, you know, as a geoscientist. So, um, I I love working on the field. I I love mapping. I love um, you know, studying the resources on the earth and the like. So I'm I'm very passionate about that. But what just happened was that I think. Uh, So my final year in the university, I I think I, I left the campus. I was at I just branch a bookshop. I can't call it a bookshop, it's a roadside bookshop. And I saw this Robert Kiyosaki book. Why a student work for B students? Um I have forgotten the title. But it's a very popular book. Why the A students work for the C students and the B students work for the government. So I saw the book, I just Hello, sorry, can everyone hear me? Yes, yes, yes. We can. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So that I so I bought the book that day, and I just went ahead. I I read the book. So I when I was in university, I see myself as a kind of e student. And the moment I I've always been seeing some random people saying some different narrative about this. What is like when you are e student? This what is like when you are b student? This what is like when you are c student? And when I read the book, it was giving me some you know idea about entrepreneurship, about business. The man Robert Kiyosaki was giving some kind of scenarios and after the book you know i i started looking at some some other book like um this um the rich dad and from there i started building this kind of passion and this kind of love um for entrepreneurship but even still though i don't have any business idea i just i just love people who are doing business and i respect them a lot and uh when i when i got my first job i i always like seeing the ceos the way he does and I feel like these are very smart and intelligent people. And, you know, um, luckily, I, 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 I was studying in a different city in Nigeria. I, I studied in, in the Longin, University of Belonging. So um, there was still tech. There are a lot of people that I need to take in the Longing then, but I'm still not fully dwelling into it. But I have some minors in computer sciences. I feel like, oh, I think I love this thing. Well, luckily, I was posted to Lagos for my youth service and, there I got the avenue to mingle with some guys that are into programming and I got so much interested and feel like, oh, what are you guys working on? I, I, then I, I have the idea there. That was when my first idea came in. The first idea that came into my head was, how can people learn online? That was my first idea. So I really want an avenue whereby when we're in school, when we want to learn soft skills, we have to go for some workshop. We need to visit a venue or they come to the school. They call it seminar, different kind of program whereby they give you and book and the like and i was like why can't we get something online and someone told me oh there's already an online platform like udemy okay i was like um these courses these specific courses i'm looking at are not already on udemy what about courses that are not tech courses and 
that was when I first business idea came in and I was like, I need to build, I need to build this platform. And I still don't know, I still don't think about making money, but I just think that was the first time I have an idea of building something. I want to build a kind of mock, a kind of online platform that major courses in the university can easily be learned online. And if I can set up a partnership with lecturers and, and the like, and that was the idea then. It was very fresh then. I'm talking about around 2015. Yeah, that was the time the idea, uh, 2016. Yeah. So it was still fresh in my head. And many people still used to EDX kind of. Not a lot of people know about it. And, uh, you know, even though while working on this platform, I remember um, I got to design my first um, pitch deck then because I was trying to raise um, 600,000 Naira, which is about $1,000 now. And based on my evaluation, I was planning to use it to hire a developer um, to build the platform for me. So personally, I have some ideas of building web, web websites with no code like WordPress. So I set up my landing page and I go on freelancer.com, um, Fiverr, looking for who can build this thing. So a lot of people charge me, bring a lot of cost. I start burning a lot of money. And even when I could not raise investments, I, I have some scholarship fund I, I got when I was in my final year. That was from PTDF that I saved. I started pushing some out and I was burning all this money, buying hosting, buying domain, paying freelancers, and I'm still not getting the outcome of what I really want. And um, towards the end, I see the cash is going down and I, I started thinking, that why can't I just find a way to build this thing myself? And uh, I think around that 2016, that was when I started scrapping online going to them in every platform every forums of developers and how can i learn how to code i everyone is disappointing me or because i don't have enough money to pay them but why can't i just build something myself and that's how that journey started but i couldn't build anything i ended up because i, I you know I, I went broke there's no money again and uh, the best thing i can do is what i've learned is to use it to build for some other people who will pay me for me to get money to keep moving Till I feel I'm ready to build something I can, I can scale myself. That is a very fantastic way to actually start. I think one of the things that um, we argue about a, a lot is just the, the sheer the determination of learning. And I think that is fundamentally one of the most um, precise definition of who an entrepreneur should be. And what you hope to, you know, the type of entrepreneur you you will become, um, is dependent on your willingness to learn. Um, Ibrahim, when I first met you, um, it was Agile Money. So tell us why did you why did you change from Agile to um, Times? Um, let's not go too deep into Times yet. Just I just want to understand why 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 the change was from Agile to Times. And then we can go a little bit more about um, the work that you're doing at times. Tell us. Yeah, thank, thanks so much for that um, question. You know, when, when the name Agile Money comes, um, I, it was not even a name that I, I thought a lot about. I just look at the products and I, I said, what can I call? Okay, after I do all the sketch on the book, I feel like, what can I call this platform? Agile is the time for Ruska in Yoruba. It's tribe in Nigeria here. So they call this Agile. And uh, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean group, collective. But I know Agile is the time we used to refer to that system we were trying to digitize. And when I look at it, I feel like, oh, most of the time you, you see that keyword. The keyword is very common. Who run away? Who, who is packing Agile money today? 
who is um have you paid your adjourn money? Um what's what what did I want to do with the adjourn money? So it's a very common kind of um uh, phrase. It's it's not really a word, it's a phrase, like two different words, adjourn money. So I just feel like let me match this together and, and turn this to a product name and let's just call it adjourn money. I I you know some sometimes we I'm not really more after about what is the name. I just really need to just give it a name and let's push it out and let's see. Before I do money, I've been running some, some, you know, idea. I've run Uber for mechanics, nothing, no users, nothing. I've run a logistic, no users, nothing. And I just feel like this, this is another one. And I was not really more interested about what is the name, what's this and that. So I just give it that. And, you know, when, when we started running the business, the name is moving very, very well. It's not bad. There's nothing much about it. But I just feel like it's very, it's, it's, it's kind of locals to something specific to a particular tribe and i think three months ago i was i was in an event like a month before we changed name and i met someone from um a tribe in portacourt in lagos and i took i was telling the man about what we're building that i work with this platform at your money and he was telling me that you didn't know that in his tribe at your money could mean a bad money i was like i, I really don't know like how can i do money mean a bad money in your tribe like I, I know most of our customers are more from the western parts, um, Lagos, Ogun State, and like, I was like, oh, well, no problem. So, you know, I, I discussed this, I treated this with my team, and I said, uh, can we can we give us ourselves a kind of name that connects, that still connects to what we're building, and even no matter how we get to deliver our solution, the name will still not... It will still not be a challenge, no matter what the tribe, no matter what the country, no matter where we want to get to, it will still be a unique name. And that was why we look at times. It's not really times, it's just from time, our clock, time. What can you achieve within this period of time? So that's where we bring together. Okay, let's just call ourselves time because when people, all the people that use our products, when we look at the testimonials, it's always our food. At least they, I got my money on time. I was able to do this on time. I was able to achieve this on time. And um, you know, we just say let's let's change this name. And it's it's really it has really been interesting and we, we know the difference in the experience. I think one of the one big problem again is we, we have this power that we I can say one of our superpower is SEO optimization. We we optimize our product a lot and we have a lot of organic users, but most of the time the agile money intention comes with you know, different people comes with when some people see agile money again. They they think about some other products here in Nigeria, like something money, this money, that money, and these companies are instant loan companies, online loan companies. So when some customers are landing, when the telesales are trying to convert them, they see that some of them do not even interpret our money as what our solution is. They just think we're like a normal so so money, so so money, so so money, cash money, fast money app. How dare for instant loan? <laughs> so uh, we just say, okay, we, we really need to save ourselves this so that when people are landing, they have the avenue to even ask and learn, oh, this is what this product I'm landing on is about. See the savings and credit, see the rotating savings and credits, not the money, not the money, money, money mindset. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're joined by Ibrahim, um, the founder of Times, formerly called Ajimani. Um, it's such an interesting conversation that we're having here. Um, Ibrahim, so just so you know, um, the context of 
or hegemony is not predominantly unique to Nigeria. As a matter of fact, being um, Israelian, coming from Israelian, there is the same context of Ususu, right? Um, bringing community together, community, um, you know, savings, um, and then for, for the benefits of the individuals that put together this money and things like that. What specifically inspire you um, to think, you know what, let me just add tech into this and launch on top of that a whole lot of product? Yeah, thanks so much for that question. You know, um, the, one interesting thing about all these stories is that they are always connected. You know, I, I told you that um, I ended up um, being a kind of consultant developing um, software for people. So in one way or the other, I, 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 met, I found myself in the entrepreneurship um, journey. And I, I do have a five to nine, nine to five job, but I, I left when I, I see the volume of demand I get from people wanting me to build something from them. And I know it's affecting my deliverables at work, so I, I had to just step out and set it on. So, but one thing is that this this system of being an entrepreneur is not constant. Sometimes you, you, can, you can end something good in month A, but for the next two months, you might not get something again very tangible. And uh, over that period of time, you find a way to survive at a very low budget, and um, sometimes you need to raise some money. So I've always been, I think I'm, I'm very quite lucky that I have some kind of friends that um, they still do nine to five. Some are also still entrepreneur and um, they, they are still doing well. We trust one another. So most of the time I, I always set up this um, issue group with my friends. We, we put it on WhatsApp. I have some of my cousins to, to join at times, my, my brothers or siblings. That in. I, I I know how much I have. So sometimes when I need some extra money to pull some ads or you know put out some ideas out there to also promote and get some people um to seek for my service. So I may pick sometimes we're always 10, we're always up to 10 at times. We we run weekly, 10 weeks. So I'll i just like to take the second and when I get the money, you know, I use it to sort myself out. By the time some money that come in, I'll still be able to pay. It's, it's always before I I've never I've never took a loan, honestly. Um, I'm saying personal, personal loan, like, uh, I've, I've never taken one before. So I've always been using this system and it really make a lot of sense. I was not, I don't even care whether it's digitized or not digitized. I just know that it has always been working for me. And, um, many of us like is as we ask ourselves again, that, oh, we want to start another one who is interested. So we set stop. It's fun. And, um, you know, I, I it was even my brother, I just, that day that this thing really makes sense and we saw a news so yeah we, we launched during the period whereby it's trending on the news about loan companies calling people sending them um abusive sms you know harassing message and some other things and we were like we i know that a lot of people still so, go for the loan but why can't we bring an alternative this i told my brother because we, we were in a group together my kid brother and i i felt like oh i can share this idea with him like Guy, can't what do you think about this thing that we do? I know my parents do it a lot. It's even my, my parents' personal primary alternative. Many school, many of our schools are paid through this system. So the we our expense is higher than how much they both earn. But this is the alternative they used to get their credits. And I say, man, let, let's digitize this. Let's let's try to push this out to people and if people can sort out for this now the problem now is many of these people will not know one another yeah we're going to find a way around it and uh, you know that was how the idea 
came in. And we feel like the best way we can push it out there is not about going to Twitter and start doing advocacy. It's like build a solution, test on it. We, we did the first testing with the same group of friends. This group of friends that I do this Azure with, Isusu with, are still like the user number one, two to like five or ten on Azure Money today, on Times App generally. So um, that was all led to the digitization of and um, building the product. I mean, I, I, could, I could tell you here uh, for a fact that um, there is the, the, the um, Isusu in, 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 as it's called in Sierra Leone, or um, Azure Money and Isusu in Nigeria. Um, it's also very common in Ghana. There is a name for it. And there's a name for a lot of um, African countries use this as an alternative source. And one of the biggest challenges that we have in Sierra Leone, um, just speaking from the Sierra Leone context, is that the Osusu master always seems to run away with the money, right? They always seem to run away with the money. And you have brought in tech into a predominantly traditional uh, uh, market wherein a lot of the people um, engaging that in that space are not tech study, especially like you say, um, most of the persona that um, are very inclined to get into Osusu or Esusu in your case, uh, you know, our parents, our uncles, or people generally older than us. And even if we, the younger generation decide to do that, it's always a close nature friends. So how were you able to um, get people generally interested um, in the tech side of this? Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's a very good um, question. So, um, you know, what, what we did um, is very simple. If we want to get these people who are not really tech savvy into the system, we need to create a kind of network, a structure, of people who are tech savvy, so we have two different type of apps. We, if you go to the if you go to the store, we have a what we call a normal customer app, which is for the people who are tech savvy. Then we have another one we call the agent app. So this agent app is another individual who is tech savvy, but not but not really operating the platform for himself. He's using it to work for these people. He's able to onboard these people. We know we we have USSD code, we have short code, such that these people can access the solution to these agents. And all these agents are located in the community. So an agent in community like, let's say, um, Ikorudu in Lagos is serving a lot of people in that community around him. And uh, we are very selective, you know, as you said, people run away with money. So we're doing in control of everything. We've digitized such that even the agents does not have anything to do with the money. The end commission, yeah, we've designed systems so that they make money, the end commission, where, where they serve as an agent for us. And all these people, at the moment, we focus primarily on people who are into, who are micro businesses, um, people who, who run businesses. And then, so even though you are offline, you are someone that is not tech savvy, we don't just allow you to come in and be have access to the solution. I'm talking at at the moment what we're doing that is very safe for us. So you have to be a micro business. We have to know where you're selling. If it's a small kiosk, whatsoever, we need to know your business. And um, that is when you can easily get onboarded and you pick your slot. Oh, give me number three. I need this and and that. So we leverage an agent network, you know, um, to digitize these, those guys. Those people also have a digital data on our network. Our, their transaction data is with us. 
a, a virtual account number is set up for them. And anytime their kids or someone said, oh, mom, let me set up the app for you. Just use their phone number. You, you download all the data they've been using to transact with us over time. But when they, why they are not interested, everything still go fine. Great, fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening from, whether you are here with us um, live or you're just catching up on the record uh, or a replay of this conversation, we are having a conversation with Ibrahim um, Adepoju, founder of Times. This is the Patreon Africa. Welcome back, um, Ibrahim. So the year is 2020 to 2022. Um, the year is just starting up and uh, you realize that you've just only made $100 in revenue. What kept you going? Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we made a hundred, we're making a hundred dollars in revenue monthly the number has really increased i can say as that um november uh october 2022 we're making a hundred dollars in revenue um monthly but november december we we scared we scale up to a thousand two hundred dollars in average and this month we are looking at about two thousand to two thousand five hundred dollars in revenue so um we we are surviving with um funds that we have been using because uh, a lot of transactions are processed on our system but when we started uh, we we had to build this trust in this network and we could not start by enforcing people and putting a lot of fee on people's head because um we 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 know how this thing works but we, we don't really know how it's going to work in digital way so we spent like one year learning this first year that we focus more about learning and see our best. We've reviewed different versions of our products, different type of strategies, and and manipulation of this same Ugoska. We've manipulated it a lot. You know, we've learned a lot since 2021 when we started. So we we appreciate the period when we were learning, and this period, um, I can say towards the um, the end of the learning period, that was when we even rebranded and changed name because we really learned a lot. And that was around October 2022. And we came up with some kind of pricing model, some kind of fee percentage um, charges that we put out there. And we changed the kind of network of people we serve. We focus primarily on people who are micro enterprise or small enterprise. And we have some corporate employees also on our platform. So we were able to be selective of the customers that come into our network. We push out a fee to them and they are paying the fee. So um, at the moment we uh, we are looking at an average revenue monthly revenue of about two thousand dollars, but still it is not um, covering our expense like how much we're burning on a monthly basis. Looking at the infrastructure, the talent, um, and everything we're building. So um, luckily we we have some amazing people who believe in, in our vision and what we're building, and they've invested in us, and we are working. Relate tirelessly to ensure that um you know they are never disappointed and they get a 
strong multiple of whatsoever they invested into the business, which we've, you know, we've modeled and foreseen 2023. And we, we see it to be a very interesting year because um, how, we started, how we started January 2023 looks interesting and promising. And, you know, ideally we, we were able to go live in Uganda because um, we, as you said, a lot of other countries, network are people are just telling us, we, we, we do this in this country. Can, can you push your software? Can you put your app? Can you enable your solution here? And the like. So um, we see 2020 to be very promising and to be a, a year where we're going to be able to, you know, explore and execute based on what we've learned over the period of time. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Uganda. Um what was the, the, the rationale behind um, expanding to, to Uganda? I know that the volume, um, you're doing a large transaction um, on Agile Money, um, sorry, on times at the moment. So sorry, I keep saying Agile Money because I know when we first met, it was Agile, it was Agile Money. But you've, been, you've grown fantastically um, with your team. You've actually proven the model, and now you're expanding to Uganda. The one key reason why you, you, you thought um, going down to Uganda was the best option and not primarily expanding in other places of, in, in West Africa, closer to home. Yeah, you know, one thing one thing I always say and I always tell my team is that um, primarily, to be honest, um, we not really... Plan, we, you know, we, we, we're expanding, but we're not really planning to expand. So what, what's happened is that there, there's a friend in Uganda and who is quite passionate and love what we're doing here in Nigeria. But he, he lives in Uganda. He, he works with... Uh, he, he just left IM Bank in Uganda. He was working with a bank as a loan analyst and where he has left. But he loves what we're doing and, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. And uh, I was like, okay... Can you can you push? Can you get us like um, maybe hundred customers in that place who will do this? What do we need? How do we set up the business registration over there? What what will it cost? Um, the regulatory agency in charge. How can we start processing? So you give the idea, and I look at the cost and everything. And I feel like oh, I think we have some fun to sacrifice, and let, let's push this and talk to some customers. Let's see and. Upon talking to the customers and giving the feedback, oh, these people, they love it, they're interested. Okay, um, guys, let's let's set up a build of our product and let's deploy it um, to Uganda. You know, one of our engineers is also on this call here. So, you know, we, we set up the build, we push it out to them and, you know, they onboard the customers. We're connected to, we're still using, um, we are the mobile money, they use mobile money a lot over there. And um, the people are paying, and even we push out the fee to them, they did not question the fee at all. It's a fee, you know, quite impressive than them. The revenue is quite impressive than what is coming even from the Nigeria fee. And while I was like, where this business guy? Let's just keep the operation, get the support team we need, and let's let's tidy it up. And that was how we started. We, we commenced the operation um, fully over there. And the growth is, is moving every day, every day. My partner was there throughout the last week, setting everything up with them, and it's been very interesting. I really don't know how people expand, but from my hand, I just feel like this is how our expansion uh, really take place. So uh, um, at, at the moment, what is your transaction vo um, volume on the, on the platform? Yeah, at the moment we, we have about two million. We have about 1.8 million dollars based on my check. 
um today yeah we have about 1.8 million dollars in, in transaction at the moment you know the reason the reason why i ask is because i know for for a fact that um community lending um especially in africa is um is one of the um largest um alternative source of financing for a lot of people and i can see why this um, will be welcome um, but here, here's the question that I wanted to ask with regards to transaction vo um, volume. Um, FinTech have actually seen the largest volume uh, in percentage of investment going into the African continent. And the reason for that is because a lot, about maybe about 50 something percent of the continent is still operating in the traditional um, financial market. What you're doing more or less is actually adding um, or formalizing um, a sector or a system that are for a very, that have been for a very, very long time, a predominant source of income or alternative source of income for a lot of people. What would you say is your number one goal in terms of fundraising at the moment? Okay, um, if, um, if I, I really don't get the question clearly. So, um... so, yeah, so I can come again. So I know you're looking to expand, um, even though you've said that um, maybe, you've made it very clear that you're not looking to expand that, that much. But I'm just looking from an investment perspective. What is your um, what is your take at the moment? How are you looking? Are you looking to raise funds? Um, at what value are you looking to raise? And the reason why I ask this is because the pitch room actually comes bring together um, VCs, angels, and so on. And even in in February, we are having Zachariah George, who happens to be the largest investor in the continent at the moment for pre-seed and some of our conversation are actually um, generated as podcasts and then people listen and they would like to have full-on conversations so this is why i'm asking to just have that clarity on okay. your side okay okay yeah i try to get the question very clearly now so um at the moment um i think we we opened our pre-seed fundraising um december towards the end of december 2022 so um we we're raising um six hundred thousand dollars um in equity for um investment and uh, we are raising at um you know evaluation um we we make our valuation to be very flexible to investors and um uh, we i think looking at, at our previous round we we raised um like um some some land from angels in April 2022, and we raised our 2.5 million dollars valuation. So, and uh, we we are trying to just um, top the valuation up a little bit, and we're open to negotiation from different investors based on the value we see we can derive. So, um, but our fundraising is um, 600,000 dollars, and we've gotten about 10 percent to 15 percent of it at the moment, and we're planning to close it by the mid of March uh, this year. Great. And uh, that leads me to my next question, which is um, tied down to um, one of the rounds that we gave earlier on uh, before the start of the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you're um, listening from, whether you're here live with us or you're catching up 
from our conversation with um, the founder of Times, this is the Pitch Room Africa. Um, Ibrahim, do you think an alternative source of investment or raising um, your pre-seed round or closing your pre-seed round could be crowdfunding on the, uh, on the Times platform? Okay, um, crowdfunding on the Times platform. You you mean we crowdfunding from our customers on our platform yeah. or looking yeah. at our platform? Yes, using using the customers on your platform to actually crowdfund because one of the things that you also um, provide as a service for your customers is the opportunity for them to invest, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you think, um, you know? Using that as an alternative, giving them an opportunity to actually be an investor at times is something that is feasible. Yeah, um, I, 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 I can say it is something that is very feasible, but, you know, in this financial, you know, running a business in the fintech space, we, we are tied down to a lot of regulatory stuff. And, you know, as, as a CEO, it's something that runs in my head every second and every minute to, you know, our compliance are we. You know, um, this this is a very interesting thing, even though I, I've never thought about it. And even when I thought about it, I'm always thinking about how to navigate the, the regulatory area of it. Most of the investments on our platform are going through some strategic partnership, or, you know, through some SEC license institutions and, and the like. So if we're going to be pulling an investment from our customers, you know, we, we first need to dig down to the regulatory aspect of this when we try to do this. And if we're compliant enough, it's something we will, we can push to our customers. But strategically, we've never thought about this option, um, this option of channeling our customer to this kind um, before. Yeah, we've never thought about this. But it's something we can look at. What is the regulatory? How does what is the regulatory stand? The compliance standard, standard, and you know how we can pull that off. If it's something we think um, we can do ourselves, yeah. Because I just know everything lies around the regulatory and compliance. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I think that would be a great idea. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about your 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 mentorship because. Um, I I have seen that um, you've been you've you've been blessed with some really really fantastic mentor, including um, Professor Ndubusi, um in Nigeria. But you've also been engaged in a lot of you know entrepreneurship, uh, community building yourself. How important are these in terms of building you as an entrepreneur? But also, what are the impact some of these investments in terms of knowledge investment have had in how you run your team now? But also the future of um, times. Yeah, yeah. Th thanks so much for this question. I, th I think mentors, mentors have been one of my most valuable assets. And uh, many, many of these net mentors have even been the one that have um, opened doors and created room for us to raise some of um, our investments. Um, the, the biggest advantage we get to have is there are, there are people that believe in the problem we're solving and they see a future in it and they, they believe so much that what we're doing so far we remain very consistent. We are going to be a category leader in the particular sectors that we are, we are unlocking something. You know, they give this motivation every time. And uh, most every time, uh, most time I always have uh, myself and my co-founder, we always have some challenges and these guys are always there. Just WhatsApp message. Some of them look very busy, but 
it's just very interesting that when I dropped the message on WhatsApp, within latest two hours, they, they respond and give a very good solution. Sometimes a WhatsApp call and in different countries. And even, you know, we're part of the Sisters Investment Readiness Program. The mentor attached has been very helpful. We have a call for like two hours, one hour plus every week, every two, two weeks, and following our track, how we're moving and progress. So I, I, I can really say that that is one of the biggest blessings at times. And, um, you know, many of these mentors I'm opportune to work with are not even taking anything from me, no fee, nothing. And and honestly, I think it's one of the biggest assets I, I, have, I have in this journey, especially coming into the startup phase, into the product phase, into this fintech space, scaling and building a solution. The, the first person I met was the CEO of Paga, you know, and from there linking to Indubusi and meeting some other people. So it has really been very, very um, interesting. It has really been very interesting and helpful. Yeah. You know, the more the mentors, the more the the more you you know, the more you learn. And one advantage is there are also people within the niche that they have an experience. Is that they are founder of one financial technology startup that is serving the unbank, or they they are also someone that work with an organization that is you know serving a community. So the experience is there, even if it's not direct. But the idea is there, and they know how to guide us. And oh, you guys don't start with this. Wait till then, and oh, test one this. Don't ignore it. Could be an opportunity. So it's really been helpful. That's really been helpful. Great, fantastic. How do you turn the traditional Oshisu or SSU into tech tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, we've been speaking to Ibrahim, co-founder of Times Africa. Um, the gentleman is using tech to solve for alternative funding in Africa. This is the pitch from Africa. Welcome back. Um, Ibrahim, if I were to ask you, what is the most difficult part of being an entrepreneur in the last couple of years, what would your answer be? And how were you able to overcome those difficulties or, let's say, challenges? Yeah, I think one of my, I'll use um, times as a, as a case. Uh, one of the biggest challenge I, I have is um, you know the when when the customer need is kept on changing and um, you know when you, when you build something for a customer and over time the the way they use it or the way they still need it more keep on changing and you need to still get the products to keep on fitting um, to their need so um, I, I can say one of the biggest challenges um, what you're building is never going to be the same thing. It will always be changing. And um, you need to be changing very fast with it. Otherwise, you will just get confused and even the products can't even start looking as if it does not make any sense again. So as, as I'm sitting right now, I, I don't know what's 
what how we how, what our solution will look like again in February, but we still know we're digitizing those cars. We're still digitizing this thing, but the approach keep on changing. New technology, new thing, new solution, new customer demand. So it has always been very challenging because sometimes some customers leave, some customers come, retaining retention, customer retention, um, customer support, and largest part of it is not running out of cash. Yeah, exactly. Not running out of cash. So you break even as soon as you can. Yeah, the runway is very, 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 very important because it keeps your operations yeah. going, it keeps you turning, but it also keeps you motivated. Ibrahim, um, as we come to the close of um, tonight's conversation with you, I want to firstly thank you on behalf of um, myself and everyone at the Peach Room um, Africa for sharing your exciting journey with us but also to inform us about your expansion to Uganda. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, because um, it's quite exciting seeing how you've been able to grow over the last um, few years, not only as an entrepreneur, but also um, you know, leading your team as a leader. What is fundamentally the one singular most important thing in building a startup like yours? Uh, I think, I think um, the, the question already has the answer is, is just having a, a team, you know, that, that, that loves what you are building. It's, it's one of the very most important thing. Um, I should not be the only person that loves what I'm building. People who love what we're building. People who, who can't wait, who are just very eager to hear the success of what we're building. You know, chipping in ideas every time and, you know. So I think the team is one of the biggest things. And you being able to put the team in line, share the vision with you, share the passion with you and everything, you know, and get to a stage whereby the business can even run when you're not even available. So uh, I think these are some of the things I try to do whereby many, everyone have a responsibility. Everyone knows that this thing I'm doing is making this specific impact on this project. And if there's a weakness from my end, it's going to affect the entire company. So, um, you know, we're just like a full body on its own whereby everyone knows that I need to stick for this building to to stay to stand firm. So um, that team is, is one of the most important things because I, I can say that one thing I'm able to achieve that is making times to be one of my achieve you know vision building a startup is the team like being able to build the team started with the co-founder you know getting the right co-founder just change everything and make everything move very fast because um, i met my co-founder at the very early stage of this idea before we even start getting outside people to be using the platform she was very passionate about it whereby i can't just even let go of the idea again so I think that was one of the greatest things that happened in the beginning of this uh, of this journey. Great, um, fantastic. So listen, man. Um, so I have I have had the privilege to work with um, a lot of startups um, across the continent. I've had the privilege to also um, work with um, fintech, yourself included. But one of the things that always, um, it's always very quite insightful is how personal people make the issue of, you know, solving for the market, especially in the fintech space. 
So listening to your story tonight have been resoundingly um, interesting, but also very um, comforting that you are solving um, using tech for one of the greatest traditional alternative source of income that you know some of us and uh, grew up in and some of some of our parents also grew up on. And I think, um, you know, I'm wishing you all the best, wishing you and the team all the best. But before you go, ask a final question or ask a final take. What do you think the future of traditional um, alternative funding will look like with people like you coming into the space? The, the, the future I, I see here is, um, is alternative lending. I I see that as um, as things is moving on, we've we've seen a, a king, we've seen someone doing very extremely very well in Egypt, um, and I see that um, the future of this is people will sort out to this method as an alternative way of lending, because they people are running away from shark, and when companies like ours keep on advocating and pushing the digitization of this. People get to know about it and seek it as, as the best alternative they have. The need of credit will be forever. And we want this. We see the future that this method, even though it has is still there, people are still doing it to date. A lot of people. But the digitization, the digitized part of it, we want it to blend and we believe it's going to blend with the goods of digital digitization and uh, you know taking finance taking finance and technology together so that is the vision we see we, we it's not about us but it's something we see as it has started happening for other institutions step by step it's going to amp up into this scale and companies like ours are coming out to be want to be the category leader in this area we have a lot of other companies that are also doing same at the moment and uh, with happy users with the first company that get the equation very right, others will replicate and it's going to scale and it's going to be the future of credit again. We are hoping um, to see that happen. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Everybody that have joined us live tonight, thank you. And for those of you who are catching up on this conversation, today we've had the privilege to speak with Ibrahim, co-founder at Times Africa. Until next week, this is the Patreon Africa.